Hello and welcome to the Rogue Monkey podcast, the show that shares insightful stories to motivate, inspire and support you following your dreams on your own journeys through both work and life. We try and make a habit of seeking out and sharing inspiring stories and this week we are joined by a wonderful guest. Karen Putz is a author, professional speaker, entrepreneur and passion mentor. She is also a big water skiing fan, specifically barefoot water skiing. We should probably mention that Karen also has a degenerative hearing condition and has been completely deaf for many years. She also has three children who have lost their hearing too and has gone on an incredible journey following her passion of water skiing. She now writes books about her experiences and how to live a life full of passion. For those of you watching on YouTube, we've got the transcriptions for this interview switched on, so please make sure you check that out. And to allow for live transcription in the interview, there is a slight delay in responses between me and Karen, so she can see what I've said. But it really is an incredible use of technology to overcome the sensory challenge that Karen experiences. It's a fascinating conversation, exploring Karen's journey, and one that I was extremely grateful to be able to record. So without delay, let's get into it and episode 70 of the Rogue Monkey podcast. Karen Putz, creating joy, fun and adventure through passion. Hello, Karen, and welcome to the show. How are you doing? Great, doing great. Thank you for having me here. I'm really excited to explore our discussion today. But if you can give our listeners and our viewers just a quick introduction to who you are and your story. Sure. I'm Karen Parts from the United States. I live in New York. We just moved to New York about a year and a half ago. Before that, I lived in Chicago. And um, I'm deaf. I'm a mom of three kids who happen to be deaf, married to a deaf husband. So as you can see, all of us are deaf. And um, we communicate both in sign language and by speaking. And for fun, I love to be for water ski, which is part of my story. Um, I was born with normal hearing, and I can remember being able to hear as a very young child. And then in elementary school, I started losing my hearing. And I got my first hearing aid at the age of nine, and I hated that thing. So I grew up being very ashamed of being hard of hearing. But in high school, I discovered this sport, a barefoot water skiing. And for most people, they're like, what in the world is that? They haven't really seen it. They know water skiing with skis, but barefoot water skiing, we take the skis away and we water ski on our bare feet at a high rate of speed. And I was passionate about that sport. I loved it. And then one day I took a hard fall and I climbed into the boat. I had become deaf. And as you can imagine, life just changed dramatically at that point because I could no longer hear. I had to wear the hearing aid 24-7 at that point. You know, but as luck would have it, or fate, God, whatever you want to call it, um, I was placed on a floor in college with other deaf and hard of hearing people, and they were signing. And I didn't know any sign language at that point. So one day, um, it was a very, very dark day, 
I had gone to a concert and I was so frustrated. I came home that night and one done things. The next morning I woke up and I decided I had two choices because I knew I didn't want to end things. But I had two choices. I could continue to be miserable, to struggle and be frustrated and grieve and cry. Or I could embrace the journey become the best possible deaf person I could be. And I chose that. And it was really interesting. That choice changed everything. And think about it. We're always one decision away from changing our life. It's really that simple. We make it complicated. But we are one decision away from a complete life change. And for me, it was that. I met my husband. Um, we got married, we traveled, we did volleyball. And then I turned 44. And life was good. But 44, I was like, oh my gosh, midlife, life is over. I mean, what's there to look forward to? Sagging body parts, you know, um, getting old, wrinkles, and diminished energy. That's what we're bombarded with. You know, that message that getting old is rough, it's bad, you're over the hill. Those are the messages we have. And I had long ago abandoned the water scheme. And then my husband saw a Today Show segment. And on the Today Show was a 66-year-old woman for water scheme. All of a sudden, 44 was young. Again, in one decision, one moment, everything changed. I got back on water. And I've been on the water since then. It's, it's incredible that you can articulate such key moments as very single things, but they have massive impacts for the rest of your life. And as a, as a parent now, how has that influenced how you parent looking back? As a parent, and I say this all the time now, we have a responsibility to be passionate about life so that our kids learn that passion is a great thing. I do, however, I'm very thankful that it happened when it did because I think if it did when my kids were younger, I might have neglected them, you know? But as it is, what my kids were older and um, they participated in it. They went with me on the boat. Um, they all three learned to barefoot. You know, so they got to engage in that passion. And I want you to understand that passion is not what you do. It's how you choose to live. So even people think, oh, I have to find this one great passion. It's not that. It's for choosing to live with passion. And then it starts showing up in their life everywhere. And it sounds like it's something that since making that choice has uh, been part of every aspect of your life from your books to the, the way you support other people and lots of other things where actually every moment you choose to live passionately. And is that, talk us through that process of how you support others to find that. Sure. Um, I should take it back first though. Um... You mentioned the books. 
and I wrote a book called Unwrapping Your Passion. And that book was actually in my mind 10 years ago when I first got back into water skiing, but I didn't know anybody who was passionate about life other than the barefoot water scoop that I hung out with. So I contacted a mentor of mine, Kevin Hall, and he said to me, Karen, follow your bliss. Because when you follow your bliss, people will show up in your life and they will open doors for you. On the very next plane trip, I sat in the way back and I'm opening my laptop and I'm like, okay, how am I going to meet people? with passion, and then Kevin's advice went through my head. And I looked over at the guy next to me. He's reading the book, and the title is Turn Your Passion into Profit. So right then and there, he was the first interview for my book. And Kevin was right. 200 people showed up, a little over. And I ended up talking to people for the last 10 years about passion. So it turned it into a business. I'm a passion coach. So I help people unwrap the gift of passion because it's within us. Not something that we have to go out there and look for. It's something that's a gift within us and we have to unwrap it. So talk about some of the experiences that you've had being on this passion coach journey. There are so many, it's crazy. I often think that it's like, well, turning on tap water, that's what's passionate. Well, the minute you start turning it on, all these things start happening to you. People show up, experiences, opportunities. And the first thing you have to do is get really clear on what you're curious about, um, what where your joy is. When you start identifying those things and putting them into a list, what I call a life list, it's lifelong, it starts showing up. I'll give you an example. One of the things that I wrote on my list was to go to Costa Rica. And I saw it on a TV show. Looked like a beautiful place to go. A co-worker went there and came back with some beautiful pictures of Costa Rica. So I threw it on my life list. The next thing I know, I got invited to go to Costa Rica for free to stay at a retreat center and create art all week long. That was the opportunity that showed up. And there have been many of them since then. You know, we've gone to Austria, I've jumped off the cliff, I've, you know, ridden in the seaplane. All these things that were on my life list started coming true. So something I'm curious about, because life always has hurdles and having quite a passionate outlook combined with the fact of being deaf comes with hurdles so how have you used that tool of passion and your experiences to overcome some of the hurdles that you've come across on your journey i'll tell you this no matter what life has hurdles and challenges it's so much better when you are passionate about something because that passion the fuel that helps you overcome the challenges overcome the fears, have more courage than with that passion. Passion will push you far above and beyond that you can ever imagine if you have passion for something. Like for example, um, what do you love to do so much? Tell me something. 
Surfing. 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 You love to surf. So you are willing to get up and drive an hour away for a really good wave, right? You're willing to take one pounding after another. You're willing to sit on that surfboard and wait for just the right wave, right? So that's where passion comes in. Passion, if you are not passionate about surfing, you won't put that surfboard on your car and go. You know, when you have a passion for something, it drives you, it fuels you, it's everything. Something I'm I'm curious about that people who have a passion for something and learn how to harness that passion when they're younger often see that modeled in people that they look up to. So on your journey, did you have a number of role models through your school years and as an adult that you looked up to and learned from? In my school years, there was almost no one because I was the only that part of young girl growing up. My brother was my idol, though, because my brother barefoot water ski. So I looked up to him. Um, but I will say that when I started in barefoot water skiing at the age of 44, I started competing. And I competed for four years. And one of my mentors, besides the lady that got me back on the water, and I worked with the whole team of world barefoot champions. So I had incredible top, you know, mentors right from the beginning. But there was also an older gentleman, um, Jim Boyette. He was 90 when he stopped competing, 90 years old. And when I first met him, I had to help him put his wetsuit on, help him zip it up. The guy could hardly walk down the dock because he had Charcot Marie tooth disease, which was neuropathy in the hands and the foot. He had cancer. And there he was, throwing himself off the dock, doing a flying start, standing up on the water, competing. When you have people who are older and ahead of you, it's so inspiring. And if you don't have that, maybe you have to lead the way. And I guess kind of linking that as being a parent, do you model those models of behavior for your children and the, the having the passion element so that they have someone to look up to as they're on their journey? So are you asking um, me being a parent, do my kids look up to me because of that? Yes and no. I mean... The typical kid. On one hand, yes, they um, they do admire having a mom who is passionate, quite passionate about something. Um, on the other hand, it's also giving them a little pressure to be passionate, you know, on the level that I am. And I keep telling them, no, it's their journey. And for example, the story in the book, my daughter, um, she hated school since she was in fourth grade. And she dropped out of college to go to New York and perform on Broadway. She was a swing. So I always tell people that everybody has their own unique journey and it's their path. 
what are the the things now uh, as you've kind of found that passion and being comfortable as an adult that you look back on and you realize all the little pieces of knowledge and skills that you've taken along the way like what are some of those things now that you can look back and go I've got that I've taken that I've learned that wow that's a good one um what are some of the things no I think if you look back on any of your journey you always see clues you always see clues when you look back and you think about what you did as a kid what your skills were as a kid, what you daydreamed about when you were a kid, what you daydream about now, what's on your Sunday list, all of that are the clues. You know, most of the time we're too busy in our life to look for those clues. We're just going through the motions, going through life. And we don't look for the clues. But when we look back in our past, we start to see them. You must have had I mean, when you think, what led you to surfing? Uh, I grew up by the sea and saw someone do it and thought that looked cool and then had a go and realized it was a lot of fun. And I've never looked back. And that was 19 years ago. Wow. And you must feel so free when you're out on your board. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think I do a lot of work with students, school, college, university age, and I talk to them about finding what it is they enjoy. And often they say, I'm not sure what it is I have a passion for. And very often it's already there, but they've just never been taught to view it as a, as a career or an opportunity that they can follow for the rest of their life. The other thing we have to think about too is that when we think about passion and a career, we often hone in on one thing. But it's actually passion is found in our skills, our abilities, our interests, our joy. So when we look at that, then all of a sudden things start broadening out. For students, I always tell them that there are five levels of passion. And passion is always, always born in what you're curious about. Think about that. You were curious about surfing. And you went out there and you surfed. And here you are 19 years later surfing. Because you chose to first identify your curiosity. Mm, surfing, that looks interesting. The second level is um, the our level of learning. So you get on a board and you start learning about it. It's frustrating. It's hard. Most people give up. But then you got to the excitement stage, which is the E stage. Mm, you start liking it. You want to get out there more. You start enjoying it. That's the E stage. And then um, at the A stage is that awareness. I want to go surfing. I got to do this. And the very top level of passion at the recognition stage, other people start seeing your passion for surfing. Those are the five levels of passion. But here's the interesting thing about passion is that the hidden meaning behind that word passion is the willingness to suffer. Most people give up on this five things because the willingness to suffer is not there. It's too hard. I banged my head. Um, I might get eaten by a shark. No, they give up. But the, for those that do not give up, for those that are willing to take the suffering with the joy, they get to the top level. So that must be something now 
as you've turned your highest levels of passion into your business that you're really aware of because even when we were speaking before we started recording that the continuation of passion is is always there and when i've watched interviews with you on youtube and things like that it's a constant flowing of energy of passion and excitement so that must be something now that perhaps maybe you didn't realize when you were starting out but actually now you're you're at the top level and you realize that and everyone around you, your husband, your children can see that in everything that you do. Mm -hmm. That's what happens when you get to that top level, you know, and that is what I want to do is help people get to that top level because it's an amazing, amazing way to live. I mean, I get up in the morning and I can't wait to see what unfolds for the day. You know, whether it's taking a walk out in the meadow, doing some painting with new art, um, planning my next barefooting trip because I'm doing 50 states for my 50s. You know, so I also tell people, create a passion quest because it gives you something to live for. It gives you something to look forward to. And it's a challenge that you're not sure if you can complete it. And that's the fun of it. I really like that, a passion quest. That's something I'm going to take away from our discussion. Now, it, it, it might be that message, but if you could go back to the nervous girl at school and give her a message from yourself now, what would you say? Ooh, that nervous girl, I would tell her that you are complete and whole just as you are. And the nervousness, the fear, and all of that is part of life. And when you choose to embrace the fear, the nervousness, the anxiety, as you are, that's where you start coming out. That's where you start having passion. That's when you start going through life with confidence. That's a really nice way to pull it all together and one of the things I, I really enjoy when I have these conversations is I think people hear discussions like this and they then think this is really interesting area. This resonates with me and I want to find out more. So what we're going to do is in the show notes, we will put the link to your website, the link to your books and everything else that you've been doing. Because as I said, from start to finish, it is passion and it's something that everyone can take away from this, that go and find it because it's there go on your quest to find your passion um but karen it's been really really enjoyable to kind of share some time with you and a really inspiring story so thank you for sharing it thank you for having me thank you for listening to today's podcast and don't forget we've got a back catalogue of content that goes all the way back to january 2020 including fighter pilots olympic champions TV presenters and inspiring authors. We'd really appreciate it if you can give us a quick rate and review however you're joining us today. And if you don't want to miss out on any future episodes, make sure you hit subscribe. Our community update drops once a month and we've got some great guest content being added, so be sure to sign up for that. And finally, we're all about inspiring and supporting as many people as possible. So if you can share this episode with one person that you think would enjoy it, that would be really, really cool. Thank you again for joining us for another episode of the Rogue Monkey Podcast.